Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to today's episode. And today I want to talk about what to do. What do we do? What can we ask ourselves when we are feeling really heavy, really dense emotionally? Um, This is more than just lethargic. Maybe that feels like, oh, you're kind of like walking through mud a little bit, or you're just feeling like there's like this huge block of resistance against you. And I'm, you know, going to share some tactical things, of course, for when you're like just off. But really, I want to take us deeper than that into like when you're just not feeling like yourself. Right. So I want to navigate us to that place because this is inspired by a something that I've been going through. And I believe that as we kind of go through these different seasons, I talk a lot about sometimes there's a fall and a winter and there's different seasons in our life, different seasons in our business. Women, we have a different season every 20 days in our cycle. You know, we we get to navigate these seasons and, and we're not aware of them. We fight. We fight the whole time. But I want to give you some like practical things that I do that I really meditate on that I am doing and meditating on right now and asking myself that help me move through the sort of dense, heavier periods. Um, Maybe a little bit easier if that's even the word. I don't know that it's ever easy, but certainly with way less fight in, in enforcing and pushing. So of course there's the tactical things when you're feeling off, right? When you're just feeling like I'm in a bad mood, (laughs) I am just not feeling it right now. Maybe you're grumpy or maybe you're like finding yourself disappointed or whatever. Right. And you could feel this surface level, like irritation and frustration and you're triggered and whatever. Like we talk a lot about triggers on this show, but you know, when we're feeling off that way, we can go into the, the gratitude. We can go into like counting our blessings. We can do those reframes, right? To ask ourselves like, really, really, Christine, is it really that bad right now? Like you have so much to be t- thankful for. As I mentioned in the last episode where I shared the story of riding home with the, the tow truck driver, when my car broke down and just, you know, getting some perspective really helps us to shift our mindset but there's times where like, that's our mental body, right? There's times where our energetic body, our, like our soul, our spirit is heavy. And that's different than just ourselves being physically tired or mentally tired. Okay. So let's address the first two. And then let's go to the last two for a second. And by no means is this an exhaustive list because this, I could have like a year's worth of podcasts on, But when I, you know, when we think about, well, when my mental body is tired and my physical body is tired, and yes, they affect all, we're we're integrated beings. So there's not a compartmentalized part of us, 
But, you know, we could literally be mentally fatigued from staring at a computer screen too long, being too much up in our head. We could be, you know, trying to be in the process of things too much, like the logistics and the analytics. And right, we could literally be in the processing and up in our head way too much so that we get like mentally exhausted. And of course, your brain takes up copious amounts of energy, which then affects your physical energy and it it does spiral. There's things that you can do quickly in those in those places to kind of catch yourself or recalibrate yourself. And I teach a lot of these tools inside my coaching programs, um, these energetic recalibrations. But, you know, some quick, simple ones are obviously meditating, you know, slowing down to go meditate, slowing down to go do some breath work, right, to get more oxygen, more spaciousness into your mental body, your mind, literally going for a walk and seeing and opening yourself to more more space um, without pumping more stuff into your ears, right? Not being on a phone call, not looking at your phone the whole time, but truly just creating some mental space, right? Shutting things down, closing your eyes, also shifting your mindset into versus focusing on what's not working into like, okay, well, what is working? What is good? What can we celebrate? What you know, what are our blessings if we're counting all of our miseries, right? Why nothing is working. What are some of our blessings in our life, you know? And it's different than just gratitude because blessings is truly like, it's more, it's like privilege. It's like, it's favor, right? And um, it's selective too. Blessings are selective. So we get to really honor and see where we are. So these things can be really helpful to, you know, shift our energy, shift our mental body. Obviously, you know, and this reminds me of the conversation last night, we took the kids to the fair. And, you know, we were there for like six hours. This is massive state fair in North Carolina. To be honest, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I went for the kids. They took one to for the team. And as we were leaving, you know, the kids all got those wristbands, those $40 or $50. I don't even know how much they were because Mark paid for them. But, you know, ride all the rides you can ride, unlimited rides. And they got cash to go play and spend money on or, you know, play games or buy themselves as a treat or whatever. And wasn't it? interesting that as we were leaving, even after a full day, even after riding the rides, even after, you know, getting stuffed animals or treats or whatever, we look at our six-year-old and he's like sulking a little bit. And we're like, what, what's going on? (laughs) Right? Like, why aren't you smiling and jumping up and down? And he's upset because he wants to do one more thing. He wants to ride one more ride. He wants to try for one more stuffed animal game, right? Which by the way, those things are impossible to (laughs) win, right? Um, Maybe not impossible, but so here he is and he's seriously dissatisfied as we're leaving. And Mark and I just looked at each other. We're like, wow, like we have so much. Here we are. We've spent so much money. We've done so many things. We've had all this good time. And yet here we are, here he is disappointed irritated, you know, ready to cry. And yeah, we can say, well, he's a six-year-old. But the reality is like, how many times are we behaving like that six-year-old, that six-year-old inside of us? That's like, oh, but I still want more. And I'm unhappy with what I have. I'm unhappy with where I'm at. And you know, like, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. (laughs) You know, I, I often found myself in this place. So the, the reframe, obviously, in that moment, as we looked at each other is like, can we, 
talk about what we're actually happy that we did today. Like, well, what did we do that was fun? What did we do that we wouldn't have had to, you know, gotten to experience if we weren't here today? And the more we celebrate today, the more we have the opportunity to come back next year, right? Otherwise, like this is literally the conversation we had with the six-year-old last night is, if all we do is find things to not be happy about, like, why would we want to come back next year if it's really that bad, right? If we, we, it took a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. Maybe it's just not worth it. And so it's a kind of funny little conversation with the six-year-old that's like, oh, no, I want to be able to come back, right? So he's like processing how to come up with good things. And he starts going through his mind. And then Mark and I continue the conversation in the car about like, let's, what's going right in our lives right now? What, what do we have to really be grateful for? Not a, a superficial appreciation list, but let's really dig, right? Because I think we were kind of in this moment where like, we could have all used a little bit of a mental reframe. I think part of that, honestly, is being in like very busy environments with tons of people and the collective consciousness in those spaces sometimes can be generally dissatisfied and not very good. So we have to do some recalibrating after those kind of things anyways, and when we're fatigued. But so these are some tactical things that we can do is right shift into that space of what is going right? Like, is this actually something I'd love to repeat, right? Whether it's the fair for the six-year-old, but as an adult, like what's our fair, right? It's like date night. Is it going on a trip and we're in this amazing location and here we are complaining? Is it like, here I am, have this amazing podcast that I'm so grateful for. And I'm complaining about having to do some of the logistics things on the back end because I'm tired or whatever, right? Like that's the reframe piece. When our physical body is exhausted or our physical body's off, it's like, great, we know we get to rest, right? We get to go for a workout. We get to move. We get to nourish our body. Like there are so many things that we can do to shift the state of our body. We can play with temperature, right? We can go hot, cold therapy. We can move environments, right? From the outside or from the inside to the outside. We can get in nature. Nature is so nourishing, right? Like for your physical body, we're like porous beings. Um, so when we think about our physical body feeling off, it's like, okay, well, how about I don't have that extra coffee? And how about I pick up the water? Like, obviously, these are very tactical, basic, foundational things. They seem so silly, but we do get to remind ourselves of them often, because it's funny how we forget, we forget the basics, right? We forget the things that work. So I'd love to invite you right now to even just pause for a minute and be like, wow, what are the foundational sort of recalibrations that work for me to help me recalibrate my mental body, my mindset? Is it, you know, reading a good book, reading some nourishing material instead of just listening to more garbage? Is it listening to music, right? What shifts my body? Like really make a power list of these things. And then as we move into our and then like do them, <laughs> right? Do them. And this kind of brings me into the third place that I want to talk about is like, but what do we do when we feel like just our soul is tired, our spirit is tired and our emotional body is really feeling heavy and dense and, and exhausted. And, and I, I do believe that we're in a time that certainly I'm a, I have a very sensitive emotional body and a spiritual body. And, you know, I am also a bit of an introvert. So I, I require a lot of time and space in solitude to really feel energized. And when I'm in the doing, 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 which I love to do, and I love speed, 
but there's definitely a tipping point where all of a sudden it's gone the other way. Right. And now it's like, Ooh, it, it's kind of, I'm in the, I'm in the red zone. It doesn't feel good. Things are being forced and there's a lot of resistance. And then we just have these times when it kind of feels like we got nothing. We got nothing. We got no motivation. We got no desire. We got, we're kind of numb, right? We're kind of numb. Our heart is numb. Maybe your body feels a little bit numb, even to touch or hugs or intimacy with your partner. You're, you're feeling like you're feeling maybe numb, even you're like, I can't really access the full range of joy and sadness or tears or whatever. And I, I've had people like the amount of people that I've coached, I said, you know, I don't know how to cry. I haven't cried. Like since I was a kid, we had a woman at the retreat that came to our women's retreat. Um, she had not cried since she was a child. She hadn't cried since her father passed away since she was a child. And this is not rare, right? This is a common thing. Um, this is actually something that my 20 year old also really struggles with is the ability to feel the full range of emotions and to process them. So there's sort of this like backup that happens that we're like, wow, I'm just sort of like numb and heavy. And I just don't feel like myself either, right? What do we do in those times? Because we can try to read all the positive quotes we want. And we could try to make all the gratitude lists, but it, it doesn't really pierce our hearts. You know, it doesn't really pierce the spirit. And I do believe that if we want to shift deeply and shift the whole body, we've got to go deeper layers, right? We've got to go deeper layers. So I just wanted to share some things that, you know, have really helped me. And I, I'm really leaning into them. Not only I'm leaning into them in this season for sure. And um, I'm fighting them less because I definitely was someone who fought these things in the past. I'm, I'm learning, right? Not always the fastest. Um, but the first thing is, you know, when I don't feel like myself, when I feel off, I just ask myself, what makes me feel most like me when I'm feeling most alive, when I'm feeling most like Christine, like myself, you know, what am I doing? When I, what am I doing? Where am I at? Who am I with? Right. And then I, ask, and, and, and I like make a huge list. And by the way, this is something that, you know, was given to me as a tool too, is this powerful question it's like when I'm feeling most like myself, where am I? Who am I with? What am I doing? What kind of experiences? What kind of conversations am I having? Like what type of environment am I in? What am I wearing? Like you can keep going with this. There's so many layers. And then we get to ask ourselves like, you know, when was the last time I did this stuff consistently? When was the last time I went and met myself consistently? Right. And it's amazing that sometimes we'll make this list and we're like, wow, I might dribble, drabble a little bit here and there. But most of the time, I don't feel like myself. I've been doing things that feel removed from myself. Right. And literally, it could be anything like having to wear a suit to work, which is totally not your vibe, or, you know, being in an environment that feels really stifling to you, or having certain types of conversations, or working too much, sitting too much in a chair. It doesn't matter not having enough little adventures in your life. It doesn't matter. 
The question is, are you connecting to your soul? Are you connecting to your inner man and your inner woman on a regular basis? And obviously, yes, the more of our day that, that we're in that state, the more of us is going to shine authentic, raw and real. The more of us is going to be able to lead people more powerfully, to share more powerfully if we're creating content or anything like that. We're going to be way more magnetic for our spouse and our partners and our businesses. We're going to be a better parent, but it's funny because the programming and so many of the, the world's programs, like how we're supposed to work, like I don't work nine to five, but I know a lot of people are still going to the office and have these like weird work weeks that are not the way our humans are designed to work actually and play, you know? And so they're like working against their essence, working against themselves all day. So when you feel the most like yourself, what are you doing? right? Where are you at? Make a list and really connect to that. And then the first order of business is get busy, getting back to yourself. The second thing is, you know, when I'm going through these seasons is really that question. What, how would I counsel? How would I truly counsel someone I deeply loved, deeply loved, deeply cared for, like for their well-being, right? The, the person, and I mean, I think of my children greatly because I can see the future vision I have for them, right? I could see the, that like whatever's going on right now is temporary, right? It's not actually forever. And like, how would I counsel? How would I hold space for someone that I deeply loved and cherished, right? Like, would I really just sit here and try to talk them into like getting their shit together, get up and let's go. I mean, there is certainly a time for that, right? When someone is sulking and, you know, the fair conversation there, it's like, get up, buttercup, let's go, right? Like there's a time to get up, dust our knees off and keep moving. There's a time for us to slap that, you know, sarcastic, sarcastic or, disgruntled look off of our face and really shift gears back and shift our mindset. And then there's times we're really like, we're struggling, we're struggling. And this is, I think, that element of discernment that we get to have is like, do I have the capacity to actually hold space for myself, for my emotions, for what's going on in my life, for the things I'm struggling with, like I would for someone else that I deeply cared for. And do I even have access? The, the real question is, do I even have access to that compassion? Or am I just very harsh and judgmental and full of expectation? Like there's no time to slow down. There's no time to be lazy. There's no time to you know, play that much. I like, get up, let's go. And we're always in a very masculine force action oriented space like we are meant to be both masculine and feminine right yin and yang and so do we have access to both the go-getter action drive which is the masculine which is required and also to the feminine within that can hold space that can nurture that can be gentle with our hearts right with maybe some circumstances that we're still trying to navigate through or not totally sure how to navigate I'm like, how do we talk to ourselves? Truly, how do we talk to ourselves? Like, are we just, again, I'm going to use this gratitude list example, just because I see a lot of people using this tool, but like trying to force themselves like, okay, I checked off the gratitude list. Now I'm happy. Now I should be feeling in a better state. And like, they're actually doing it and not in that energy of the heart, but in just another, like, check it off the list, do it, force the mindset to change. 
right? And it's a totally different space that's holding it. Is it truly love that's holding the space for that? Or is it again, fear of being disappointed or fear of like having a bad attitude? And I'm, I'm just raising my hand because I feel like I spent many years in this realm of toxic positivity where I always had to be positive about everything. I always had to look on the bright side of everything. And I am naturally like predisposed to being pretty light and have a positive outlook on things. I'm very solution oriented. I love to play in the world of possibility. I'm like, why not? Like, let's just try, right? Like that is where I've lived. And also there was like a lot of fear around ever expressing that I was actually disappointed. Oh, that was a phone. And I'm going to wait for a second. There was a lot of fear around ever expressing that I was disappointed. There was a lot of fear around the potential of being sad, right? Don't be sad because you don't want to go into that dark hole because if you go into that pit, you won't be able to come out. So I guess the question is like, do I have the space, the kindness, the compassion to actually just be okay with having these emotions and feeling what I feel? So what would you tell yourself if there, if you are truly a close friend and you are holding space for that close friend? or that daughter or son of yours from a place of true compassion, of true patience, right? Of wanting to understand them more instead of telling them what to do. And I mean, this is something that is an ongoing journey for me within myself, um, you know, just because I've been so programmed for so many years to just like tell myself what to do, like, just go, just go, just go. And it is a constant training for me to come back to being curious and really seeking to understand, understand. There's two more things I want to just put out here. Like if I had total for, if I had total permission, number three, when you're feeling like this and you're feeling off and you don't know, like if I had total permission to really do what my soul is aching to do, longing to do, desiring to do, what would I be doing? If I really had permission, like if God came down from the heavens, if you think he's in the heavens, I believe God is here in the room with us, omnipresent. Like if he's actually in the room with you and says, I give you permission, you are granted permission, (laughs) right? And the whole world will not fall apart. Everything's going to be just fine. You can relax and do this. You know, and again, it requires discernment, right? To know like, but if we had permission, what would we do, right? And it's amazing when I ask myself that question, it's like, oh, like this huge relief. It's like, oh my gosh, I would just take a nap today. I would rest. I would cry. I would, you know, just go hang out with a girlfriend or my mom for dinner, or, you know, I would just go explore little antique shops for the afternoon. Like it could be anything, but it's, it's, you know, there's something deeper than that soul thing. Like there's deep rest that's being craved. There's deep connection that's being craved, you know, that's, that there's a longing for something that's been missing. And of course, the last question to this is like, well, what would it take for myself? What, if, what would it take for me to grant myself permission to be okay with that? That it's actually okay. Like, what would it take for me to say, yes, I give myself permission unapologetically, without guilt, right? And what am I afraid of? That if I don't do this, like what's going to happen? Because really that's the core, isn't it? That's the core of the conversation. We don't slow down 
we can't take the nap. We don't go exploring, you know, whether it's antique shops or uh, a bike ride in the woods or whatever the thing is for you. Like, you know, I'm not really an antique shopper. I just use that as an example, you know, or going for a drive in your car through the country for the afternoon and just like checking out and going and doing the thing that sets your soul on fire and lights your soul back up kind of gives that flame. And sometimes we just get to honor, like I cannot tell you the amount of times where I knew I was in a season of execution and it was go mode and I felt the fire and it was a lot of energy being channeled. And I just knew it was go time. And then there was a season where it was like, okay, it's time for more reflection and going within and like really changing the pace. And man, did I resist those seasons. And I still, you know, have challenges with them because there's so much I want to do. And yet, if I'm truly tap in, it's like God saying, not yet, right? Or whispering, or my soul is saying, like, just slow down a little bit. Let me reorganize things for you. Let me come in and support you. Let me orchestrate things behind the scene before you keep pushing forward. And um, I just wanted to share some of these things because the practical application of this is really once you answer these questions, right? When I feel most like myself, what am I doing? How would I counsel a close friend, a dear friend who I really lovingly held space for? What would, you know, if I had permission, what would I love to be doing right now? And if, what would it, what would it take for me to grant myself permission? Like once you've given yourself the answers to those questions, the tactical part of my loves is easy because you've already given yourself the answers. The thing is that we're terrified to take the action or the inaction because there's a fear there that somehow we're going to have less of something, we're going to lose something, or we're going to miss out on something altogether. Less, loss, or never, right? I'm going to get less of something. I'm going to lose something. I'm never going to have this experience again, FOMO or whatever. And we really got to check in on that and be like, what is up with that? Like, what am I afraid of? I'm running, running behind. Behind what? <laughs> I'm running out of time. Really? How do you know? How do I know that next year or next month, things aren't going to accelerate exponentially? Time is such an illusion anyways, right? It's amazing what we can accomplish in a very short amount of time or a huge amount of time. You've heard that saying, like projects expand to the time allotted, right? <laughs> and it makes me think about yesterday too. I would use the example of the kids again, because they're fresh in my mind. We told them yesterday when Mark and I went out for coffee, we went out in the morning, we had a coffee and we asked ourselves the question like, what makes today a great day for both of us? Like if it's the end of the day and we feel successful, like how did it go? What happened? And so there was like, okay, all this stuff got to happen around the house and we got to have fun with the kids and like we're ahead of the game. And there was all these things that we knew everybody wanted to do. So we basically said, all right, here's the deal. We're going to tell the kids, okay, guys, we are going to go to the fair. We're going to plan on going to the fair around one or one thirty or whatever. As And in order to do that, these other things get to happen first. So if you like by this time frame, if this is complete, then that's what we get to do in the afternoon. If by this time frame, it's not complete, that's cool. But we will not be doing that. We'll be doing this for the rest of the day. And it was really like this opportunity to opt in, right? It wasn't like, get this stuff done or else we're not going. It's like, we'd love to do all of these things. And we gave them the tight time frame. And it was so interesting because, you know, of course, they got it all done and they were outside ready to go by one o'clock. 
the truth is, if we would have told them they had a week to do it, it would have taken them a week. And we are no different as adults, right? Sometimes we're like, I want to go do this. And I got this, you know, this month to do it. And we wait till the last day, the 30th day at the, you know, 24th hour to get it done. And sometimes we give ourselves tight windows. And so I just did it myself right now. I went downstairs, I turned on the infrared sauna and I'm like, my reward will be the infrared sauna. And the reward is obviously recording the podcast too, but it's like a win-win, right? How do I get to do both in a way that feels really good and nourishing to my soul? So I wanted to share that because sometimes we can do it all, right? Sometimes we can do all the things and sometimes we just start to feel a lot of pressure and something's got to give. And so like, what are we afraid of if something's got to give, right? Is it if, what are we afraid we're going to lose that we're going to have less of or we're never going to experience again? And let's get honest about that conversation, right? Because that's really where the miracle, that's where the juiciness is in getting raw and real about that conversation. And uh, actually asking ourselves, is that really true? Is it possible there might be something better around the corner for me, or that that's just not it for me right now at this time, at this place. It takes a lot of self-awareness to have these conversations, but, you know, I want to always share some tactical things on this podcast, but I also really want to invite you guys to change, you know, the way that you're thinking about things, change the way that you're thinking, not changing what you're thinking, but like asking yourself different questions, shifting your vantage point and really learning to lead yourself differently so that we can also lead others differently. And these questions I just asked you are questions that I'm asking myself. They're questions that I do ask myself. And the hard work, really the hard work is honoring your own heart, honoring your soul, honoring the whisper of the spirit that says maybe like put that down, slow down, pause for a minute or go this way. And that's always the challenge. It's a beautiful, beautiful walk because it's always so life-giving and so rewarding in the end. But in the moment when we're on this side of it, it can really be challenging because we are so stuck in our head that it's got to look a certain way. Or we've been told that, you know, if you want to make more money, you got to work harder. You got to work longer hours. Like to reframe our consciousness in a way that's like, wow, the less I work, the more money I make, or the less I, right, the more I work smarter and less, (laughs) less intensively, maybe the more my business grows with ease. That's a, that's a a switch that I've really had to work on for many, many years. Cause it's just like, okay, the harder I go, the harder I go, the better results I get. Well, that proved itself wrong in fitness, (laughs) in health and athletics. There's definitely a point where that is no longer the case, right? And that's the same thing in our business. It's the same thing in our relationships. It's the same thing with everything. So we got to know where that line is for us, where that edge is. And that edge, my loves, is always, always changing and evolving based on what age you're at, what's going on in your life, what's going on in the collective. So I think like the work here is really getting to know ourselves to getting to know our hearts, to getting to know our soul, to having this conversation with the spirit, with God, and to be navigating, right? Kind of moment by moment, season by season, um, and knowing when there's that season for the hustle, that season for execution, when there's a season for rest and reflection, when there's a season for planting seeds, for harvesting, right? And again, I think like, as we kind of wrap, 
everything here, I kind of want a lot of different directions. It's yes, knowing the seasons. Yes, it's knowing yourself. It's honoring all the parts of yourself, right? Even the parts of you that are terrified to slow down. As by the way, when you're having these conversations with yourself and you're like, what part of me is needing to stay in this incessant loop? What part of me is terrified to slow down? What part of me is okay with slowing down, right? This is huge because again, there's so many layers to us, right? And as we start to give ourselves permission to talk to these different parts of ourselves, we can kind of choose also who we're going to listen to, <laughs> who we want to be more like, and who we want to be less of every day, right? So the first step is really just, you know, can I be aware of the seasons of the rhythms that I'm in? Can I slow down a little bit and just check in? Like, is am I, do I have a practice of these recalibrations for myself from my mindset, my mental body, from my physical body. But then what about your mental or emotional and spiritual body, right? And when you're doing your typical tactical stuff and it's just like, things are not shifting, things are not just going, right? And you're actually doing them. <laughs> not that you're thinking about doing them. Like if you're thinking about moving your body and you never move your body, you're not doing it, right? But if you actually are doing it and you go for that walk and you come back and you're like, man, I mean, I'm still super exhausted after a walk around the block and like you do the meditation, you're still super exhausted after that. I think that that's when we got to dig deeper, right? And I, I love our bodies. Our bodies intuitively, instinctually know when they need deep rest, when they need some sort of deep recovery, when they're malnourished, when our soul is malnourished. And uh, if we're willing to listen, there is a world of miracles that lies in here. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. I, I needed to hear this podcast <laughs> probably as much as I'm delivering it. I think I spoke to myself mostly today. And I trust that this transmission, that this message is also being received by some of you who've maybe been battling uh, within yourselves, against yourselves, like, uh, you know, between these different parts of you that we can all learn to be a little bit more gentle, a little bit more graceful, a little bit more loving with our inner our inner parts, right? Because there are many of us. There's one of us because we're a whole integrated being. Um, but there's a little girl inside of you. There's a little boy. There's a, you know, there's a, a wise woman and a wise man inside of you. And there's a, a rowdy teenager inside of you that loves to rebel. And right, like there's, we are all of those. We are like, if you can imagine your whole timeline spanned out in front of you at any moment, at any time, you could drop in and be any one of those people, right? So the thing is like, can you cultivate and hold a relationship with those people, those versions of you and choose when you want to visit those parts of you and choose who you want to bring to the table today? Um, it's really, really a beautiful journey. So you guys, thank you for being here. I hope that you are sharing this podcast if you're enjoying the conversation. And as always, if you want to know further about how I can support you through coaching and mentorship, I do a lot of executive coaching and spiritual mentorship for high impact leaders. You guys can click on the application button below. We can see if that's a fit. Um, there's just several ways that I can support you in that. And um, as always, thank you for being here. Here's to living the untamed life a life of just endless adventure, courageous leadership, and deeper love. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. 
If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.